0: surrounded by unbelievable women, powerful women, smart women, leadership women, women that are gonna change your life, women. And I want you to tag people. I want you to pay attention to this show. I want you to treat it like a a learning lesson, not just entertainment. And it is gonna be fun. Virginia Musquez was supposed to be on the show. We uh, had her there. It was working like a charm and her internet went to heck in a handbasket and poor Adrian and I had to wing a whole show. It was really, really fun and really, really cute, but we were broken hearted because this woman is so great and we have nobody but the one and only Elizabeth Larson, head of everything over at Site Contact Mapping in here running the show because they're so sure I'm gonna mess this thing up. And Adrian is driving his car across the great state of Texas with the whole fam family coming home to Longmont after an extended trip down to the beach of Texas or someplace. So Elizabeth Larson, why don't you do a proper invitation and introduction of the one and only Virginia.
1: Uh, I, I am so excited about this. Virginia and I were already getting a chance to chat, and um, I, this is going to be an amazing show. First of all, welcome, everyone. I am excited that you're all here. Please say some comments down there. Say hi. Ask questions. We would love to hear from you. And we've got Virginia Munoz with us. Now, I'm... Moosey's. I'm, I always mess up your lay, name. Say yes. your last name again. Moose. Moose. Skies. Skis. Skis. See, I'm just so terrible at this. (laughs) What I'm not terrible at is recognizing amazing people. They call this woman the referral diva. You know why? Because she knows how to not only generate referrals, she also knows how to build incredible connections. And this has been happening ever since her days at Silva. Like this has been happening for a long time. I'm so excited about this because as we got to talk, we also learned some other things that I would love to touch on. And just the empowerment that you have taken into your own life, I think, is so powerful for all of us. But first of all, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much.
2: And I'm I'm so glad to be here for a second time. And I am praying to the internet gods.
0: <laughs> I love we're it. We're happy People to care. have you. We are, we're excited yeah. about you. And you know what you're doing is changing the world for women, and that's all we want to have happen. And Having somebody like Elizabeth Larson, who's been doing the same thing for us forever inside of the world she's been coaching and living in, having a running partner like you is good. And we just want to do more with you. So we've got some free stuff for you to give away. And uh, it's going to be a great day. So take it away, Elizabeth.
1: I love it. Well, you know, I, I, I have to I have to ask you, first of all, just hope so everybody knows she's been teaching entrepreneurs and business owners the art and science of fulfilling their fulfilling the, their um, gosh, sorry about that. Almost got kind of a hiccup. Their sales funnels with high quality on demand referrals. Now, here's the thing that's important. She has this process of referral alchemy that when fully implemented, and I want to read this word for word for you because this blew me away when I said this, when I read this. It can quite literally infuse tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars into your business without a single dollar of ad spend. Virginia, how on earth do you do that? (laughs)
2: Because, you know, when you build a quality nexus, which is that sort of subset of your network that actually will work for you, those right. people that believe in you, those people that promote you, speak well of you, you know, invite you to radio shows and share their audience with you, those right. kinds of things, you know, and you're willing to give them what they need, do for them what they need, help them with what they need. And it's not always referrals for referrals, it's not always referrals for money. It, it you know, we, We can trade on lots of things and we all have different needs at different times. And so when you build that out and you build your what I'm going to call your archive of goodwill, right, when you've built out that and you know what you have to offer and you know what you need and you begin to exchange what I have for what you need and what you have for what I need. Money becomes just one form of exchange. And for me personally, there's nothing wrong with money. Like it's how I pay right. my light bill, right? right. But yeah. it is the lowest form of vibrational exchange. Mm-hmm. So so if I give you money and you give me a service, that's transactional. And there's nothing wrong with transaction. But right. if you want to elevate your business and elevate your life and elevate your very existence on the planet... It is about high vibrational energetic exchange. And that means finding out what you need, taking what I have. And Lisa Nichols says this brilliantly. It's in Dr. Ivan Meisner's book, Infinite Giving. And yeah. Lisa Nichols offered a quote in there. And she said, you give from your saucer, not from your cup.
0: Wow. You give
2: from your saucer. Wow. Not from your cup, and when you fill yourself to overflowing in all of the ways that are meant for you to overflow, and then you take that flow and you combine it and you give it to someone else, and it fills them up and it allows them to then overflow in a way that you need, it's a beautiful thing. And money is moved.
1: Right. it's moot. Because it's all—it's going to be a natural process, anyways. Because yeah. of the joy and the, everything that you're bringing. I mean, and you've heard that you can't pour out of what you don't have. Sure. But I've never heard giving from your saucer before. That is so perfect. Yeah, Lisa Nichols is pretty smart.
0: Absolutely. She's the best man. She did that big thing with Marina worry Wow. Yeah,
1: that was smart gigantic. Lady. Smart, smart lady. Yeah. That—that that was amazing. Well, you know, when when I think about what you're talking about. Tom is that the king of connections as far as I'm concerned like he yeah. has taught me everything i know about being able to create authentic and real connections with people and really be able to love on those people and help them and and create those follow-ups and create those relationships that are those long-lasting beautiful things that aren't just transactional but actually create the richness in your life Virginia You actually started this back a long time ago with a thing called your word of mouth marketing plan when you took over a tutoring franchise. Tell us a little bit about how that started.
2: Let me let me back up like two seconds before that, because every you know, everybody loves a good success story, but aren't the failure stories the really delicious ones? Yes, exactly. Right. Right. I'm getting ready to do a, a podcast episode with Jenny Bellinger. And the title of the episode is The Direct Sales Epic Fail. <laughs> so, basically, when I was in direct sales, I really chased the dollar. I chased the glitz. I chased the glamour. I chased the you know, I want the prizes and I want the vacations and I want the cars. And I did it really at any expense to the point of, I literally was buying product that I had no intention of selling. And one morning I woke up and I was $20,000 in credit card debt. My my credit score had tanked to the point that we couldn't refinance our house from eight and three quarters percent to six and a quarter percent, because even though our payment was going to be cut in half, I didn't qualify because I'd maxed out these credit cards. And so um, it was right around Christmas time. And my husband was like, what's going on? And I was like, well, I kind of maxed out some credit cards. And he's like, how much do you owe? And I had no idea. I had no idea. I just knew they were all at 0%. And I thought that was a good deal. So um, that uh, necessitated, one, liquidation of all network marketing assets at the time because he just wasn't having it. He's like, get a job, just get a job. So I put my resume out on monster.com secretly knowing that God would never let me get a J-O-B job because I was destined to be a national leader in this company. And that somehow, miraculously, angels were going to come down and fix this problem. Well, the name of the angel is a guy named Brian Jones, who is still a dear friend and mentor to me today. Um, and he taught me everything I never wanted to know about know about business when he hired me as the director of his largest uh, Sylvan Learning Center. He owned multiple franchises. And at the time, Congress had authorized about a year and a half prior the No Child Left Behind Act, which right. um, which gave parents sort of. Tutoring vouchers so they could get up to 40 hours of tutoring with the tutor of their choice. Okay. Well, Mr. Jones, God love him, with his like highfalutin degrees and everything, had tried and tried and tried to crack that nut. And he, for the life of him, could not get a single dollar in contract services in the urban environments. Now, I'm not exactly urban. And so, I did what I knew best. Well, Tom, what do we teach in network marketing? It's the three foot rule, right? You talk to anybody who's within three feet of you. Hi, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? So I literally went down to East St. Louis, Illinois, which is the hood. Went down there in all of my, you know, my my white liberal middle classness. And I went down there and had flyers. And I was like, hi, how are you? I'm Virginia. I'm with Sylvan. Would you like your baby to be tutored by us? And they were like what right? <laughs> like the flyers littered the streets that was it, i was just like wow it's really interesting but we had one teacher and doris had taught in a in an adjacent suburb that wasn't quite as urban it was sort of suburban urban and and doris said well, why don't I walk you in, and we'll talk to the principal at Cahokia High School, and maybe we could, you know, get a little program there. And lo and behold, guess what happened? We got a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar program with them. Yeah. And Brian was like, "You're amazing, Virginia. You're so great." I'm thinking, I didn't do anything. Doris walked me in. Doris did the sale. Doris closed the business. Doris hired the teachers. Doris did the whole thing. Why? for a couple of reasons Uh, one is she lived in and lived and worked in the area for many, many years. She was friends with those teachers. She was recently retired. She had been an administrator. She had influence. Yeah. She had influence and she believed in, in what we were up to enough. And she believed in me enough as her boss to make that contribution. Now from there, um, it was still be. It was still very, very difficult. Um, it was a nine million dollar opportunity in one in that East St. Louis district alone, and we didn't have a single dollar at it. So I knew I had to crack the nut. And I was wailing and bemoaning my fate um, when I was talking to the franchise owner that sold me my BNI franchises, and she said, "Girl, you've been in BNI for ten years. You know exactly what to do. Go build a power team. Go do what you know how to do." And i was like how am i going to do this how am i going to do this so i started looking at influencers and i went through my database and i started looking at who do i know that might know some of those influencers and lo and behold in my network of database there was a pastor of a church who who had brought his son to sylvan and paid full price so i called up pastor i called up the pastor and we're going to a
1: break in a few minutes. Go ahead. Keep going.
2: And I said, can you help me? And so from there, I'll just tell this story really quick.
1: He found well, something. Somebody- hold, hold, hold on for that story right there. We do have to go to a break real Let's quick. Let's do it. We've got, we've got Virginia Mooskies. I finally got it right with us today with Tom Chanel. Tom, take us away.
0: All right. We're out of here. So that's the break. And so we are coming back in about 10 seconds. And we love her. So thank you, Doug Stare. Thank you, all you guys that are commenting. Adrian's not here, so our quarterback is not on the field, which is a little difficult, but we're going to be just fine. Yes. We're coming back right after this. This is the – so get ready for right now. And we're back. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Tom Chenault, Elizabeth Larson, and the wonderful Virginia. And I'm not <coughs> – I was going to try to cough through her name and not mess it up, but we are – So lucky, so lucky to have her. We're gonna put some uh, websites up for you to go to so you can go there and learn more about her, get some coaching done and play this game. Elizabeth, back to you.
1: Well, Virginia, let's pick up right where you were. Finish that story if you don't mind. Okay, so um,
2: (laughs) Juan, the pastor said, well, tell you what, we have a copy machine, but we can't use it because we don't have any toner. And I said, okay, well, I'll get you some toner. But then I looked, I had someone else get introduced to me and they owned it. They were the director at like a community center yeah. and they had a lot of paper, but they had no copy machine. And then there was another group, it was a healthcare group and they had a copy machine with no paper, a copy machine that was broken, irreparable, a bunch of toner and no paper. So I was like, are y'all going to Kinko's? Is that what y'all are doing? And they said, yeah. And I said, what if I could save you that Kinko's money by just putting you all together to solve a problem? And they said, well, what does that mean? I said, well, these people over here have a case of paper, like a pallet of paper. These people over there have toner. It's not the right toner, but I know a guy named Mark Brimer, and he'll exchange that toner and give me what we need. And these people have a perfectly good copy machine, but no paper and no toner. Why don't you guys get together and print all your stuff and save all that Kinko's money. And they were like, what can we do for you? (laughs) And now here's the big thing. What happens most of the time, Elizabeth, when you do something nice for somebody, solve a problem for somebody, and they say, what can I do for you? What is the standard entrepreneurial answer?
1: Standard answer is, oh, nothing. Oh, nothing. I'm good. I'm good. good. Yep. Okay.
2: Okay. I'm going to call nonsense on that. You are not good, right? Right. You could make a list of a hundred things that would make your life better, your business more successful. You're just not, you're too embarrassed to ask for them and you're too ashamed that you have needs, but we all have needs because that's how it works. Right. 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 And we don't ask for it. No, we don't even think that. We're like, Oh no, 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 no. Like we push it away. Right. So So I said, third graders, they said, what? I said, I need third graders. I need third graders to come to my tutoring program. Now why third graders? Well, because there's a whole bunch of other grades. And here's what I knew that church, that community center, that healthcare facility, they needed the other tutoring companies to be helping them with however they were helping them. Right. So they couldn't give me everything. So I picked the number one, most lucrative thing I could get third graders. They're not super far behind. They love learning. Still, they're not jaded. You can bribe them with a ring pop and they, and they're, and, and you can make progress, which the state loved. I met all the state guidelines all the time because the bulk of my program was third graders. And where else are they going to go after school? You run after a bunch of sixth graders in the, in the urban environment. They're not. They're that's hit or miss. You right. do. You know the high schoolers all think they're going to play professional ball, so they're not coming to tutoring because they got to be on the court or on the field. So I'm like third graders. So we over the course of five years. Um, I brought on territory managers. I taught each one of them how to build influential, like consortiums of influencers to ask for third, fourth, and elementary school, third, fourth, right. maybe fifth graders. Believe me, they all have siblings and cousins and everything. So that's where you got the, got the satisfied customer rural out of that. And uh, from not being able to crack the nut five years later,
1: uh, we turned in, or seven of us, we turned in 2.5 million. That is incredible. And, and, and the thing I find so fascinating about this is, first of all, when we, we most entrepreneurs do not think about who can I connect with who to help them solve a problem that will ultimately maybe solve my own problem too in some way, first of all. But secondly, how, di- how did you know to do that? How did you know if I connect these three people? How did you come up with that idea originally? Was this something natural for you or is this something that you learned? How did you do that? So all I
2: knew was that I didn't fit in. Yeah, I wasn't them. I wasn't like them. And I needed to find a way to understand what was happening for the people in that environment. And I had to create a relationship with people that ultimately my consumer, my prospect, my client would know, like, and trust people. that We
0: got to take a break girl. So let's take just a quick 32nd break. This is the legacy leadership show with Elizabeth Larson, Virginia and Tom Chanel. Adrian's on the road with his beautiful family. And we'll be right back. Okay. we got about 30 seconds. All you guys that are commenting. Thank you so much. We love the heck out of you. And uh, I wish I could keep track of all this stuff because you're doing just a great job. There's our unbelievable girl, Stacey Westerland, from all the way across the pond. Thank you so much for being here. Doug Stare, thank you. Let's get back to work. And we're back. It's the Legacy Leadership Show with Elizabeth Larson. With Virginia, with Tom Shanoff and MasterConnectors.com, you see that in the corner. I'm going to put another referral alchemy up right now. She's got a gift for you. You people keep sharing, keep pra- uh, do everything you can to get the word out because this lady's message is something that needs to be heard. Take it away, Elizabeth. So Virginia, go ahead, keep going.
2: I I just knew that they all had needs, so I just went and said, listen. <laughs> I, I can't pay you a commission like that was illegal, but I can help you get what you need because what I, here's the other thing I knew. We had an advertising budget, but it right. was useless. Like the, the individuals that would hear the ad would be like, whoa, that's not for me. They were going... They were going to go with people they knew they liked, they trust. It's a low trust environment. So right. I needed to build trust. So all I did was say, what would help you? What would help you? And they told me everything that they, you know, they had. And I said, well, what what do you have that's what's in your saucer? Oh, I love that. What's in I
1: your love saucer? That. Yep.
2: Right. And so they're like, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, stuff that's useless, broken. You can't use it. You have too much of it. You, you know. And so that it all and then I just started putting those people together. And then we built kind of a like a little consortium and we just met like once a once every four to six weeks and people started exchanging from their saucer and giving me third graders and then I just taught other people to do the same thing in other school districts in other urban environments and we actually had a territory that spanned from Benton Illinois all the way through Springfield Missouri which is a very long it's very long. It's like an eight hour down a highway, like eight hour track, um, kind of to, it was a large territory that we, that we, um, that we covered. So, you know, from that, then, uh, the very same person that had said, you can crack this nut, you're a smart, you're a smart cookie. You can figure it out, said, Hey, um, do you want to, you want to buy a, a franchise with us, and we bought a referral institute franchise. It no longer exists, but it was an Ivan Meisner franchise. And so I did five years as a referral institute franchisee. We bought two BNI franchises, and then I opened up master connectors to teach advanced word of mouth marketing strategies to folks that were already earning, you know, high five figures, high six figures, or People that really felt like they were out there giving, but they, they weren't getting. And so when people are using the referral alchemy system that I teach, I'm like regularly seeing increases of 265 to 350, 380% increases in revenue. I had one client, Dallas, who was um, earning $29,000 a year as a coach and doing a side hustle as a video producer to make ends meet. Uh, put the system in place and make $110,000 the very next year and quit the side hustle that was, that was ruining his health, mental health, his physical health, his family, the well-being of his family. And he was also, and then he was able to get them into the house of their dreams. So um, all, all by putting this in place and not all of it, just because he made a bunch of money, a lot of it had to do with connections and, and help that he got along the way in different, in different aspects that were not monetary.
1: Man, absolutely love that. You know, I want to touch on one thing with you, because you you said something really big, and I know a lot of our members here, this is going to really be important for them. You talked about how you were different. You didn't fit in. And I remember the conversation that we were having earlier, even just like you and I, when we were kids, told we're too loud, we're too much, we're too this. Yeah. Talk about how you, how you utilized not fitting in, not being like them, and how you've made it your superpower.
2: I, gosh, I wish I had an answer for that. I think, um, <laughs> I don't know, Jenny, put it in the chat. Um, I, I don't know. I don't like, I, I really don't know. I just decided to be me. You know, I just decided um, I'm listening to Brene Brown. Um, she wrote a book called uh, "Braving the wilderness. And she talks about the difference between fitting in and belonging, fitting in being um, you like me because I'm like you. Versus belonging, which is you like me because you like me. Yeah, right? you like me because you get me. And so once you start understanding that um, you might be too much for some people, but you're probably just right for other people. Um, Jenny, Jenny and I talk about the fact that like I, I'm not pizza, so I'm not everybody's favorite, right? Huh. Um, and, and I think the other thing, which is something that I'm coming into, evolving into right now, is um, the Buddhist concept of strong spine, soft, front, wild heart. So your strong spine is your courage. It's, it's the conviction to stand in yourself, um, to thank you, Jenny, to love others right, as they are, accept them as they are, and to create um, the, the relationships that you need, to be able to love them at whatever distance. Um, the soft front is the vulnerable piece. And where that, where that really plays out is your uh, willingness to have compassion and curiosity. So as you're standing there and things are blowing at you, rather than being defensive against that person, it's the, being able to ask that question. And I've seen Gary Vaynerchuk do this, right? Like, why would they be hurting like that? What would they have to have learned? What Who would have had to have taught them? What would they have had to have gone through to be that angry, that, would, that scared, that whatever? And that level of curiosity is the protective barrier of the soft front of the heart. Um, we don't need to be protected against. We need to have compassion with and curiosity for and around. And then the wild heart is just the willingness to explore all of who you are and to be all of who you are and to lay it on the table and let it be seen. And I will say, I think the most unique um, aspect that keeps coming up in my community over and over and over again, is that we are safe and you can be who you be. Um, and we operate on something called OHANA. It's an acronym that an author named Scott Conway, who's an integral part of our um, our community, wrote called the OHANA way. Yeah. Um, and it's an acronym. It's be an oasis, be a safe space. Harmony, embrace difference, all pointed at excellence. Uh, Assertiveness, ask for what you want and ask a person who can say yes. Um, Nobility, that's that that strong spine, soft front, right? And the aloha spirit, which is the wild heart. I want to be the best for you. I want the best for you. And let's experience joy. And when you come at your life with that, there is no too much anymore because you just are who you are. And and we have somebody in our network, God, he has too much questions. Like he's too many questions. It's like question, 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 question. And it's a superpower. So I'm like, all right, what 26 questions do you have today? Because he knows all the questions everyone needs to ask, but they don't know them, Yeah. right? So that too much, it for us, becomes the um, uh, chrysol, melting pot the melting pot of greatness. Everybody puts their too much in there and we we make some really good soup.
1: This is huge. This is huge. Tom, yeah. I, I, you know, when we, we think about melting pots and we think about the communities that we've built, 30, 40, 50 years you've been building community, whether you were building with airplanes, whether you were in the restaurant industry, whether you were in contact mapping, network marketing, Talk a little bit about building those
0: communities and how important those communities are. It's the only game, you know, I came back a couple of seconds ago, we had something up there called the BLTSs. everybody's got products, everybody's got companies, everybody's got comp plans, everybody's got systems, everybody's got cultures and they all think that's going to carry the day. But you take a look at Alcoholics Anonymous, it's the community. You take a look at connection through obviously uh, Contact Mapping and now site it's all the community. You take a look at the great organizations called Amway and all those places that you can't get anybody out of those companies with a jackhammer. It's not about all that stuff, it's about the community. Virginia hit the nail on the head. That's why BNI works so well. That's why Jenny Bellinger works so well. That is the name of the game. And it's beautiful stuff and thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. It is the most critical.
1: I think we still have a few minutes before we go to break. Virginia, you had something that you wanted to offer to people. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Sure, Um, if you want to go to masterconnectors.com forward slash blueprint, uh, you'll find there a six step system to turn your networking into marketing that makes you money. So most folks, when they're out there marketing, are out there marketing, their fulfillment, talking about their fulfillment, which is, this is what I can give you. Um, you know, in network marketing, it's like I have mascara, I have lipstick, I have oils, I have leggings, I have jewelry, right? If you need jewelry, come to me, I'll sell you jewelry. And What you really need to understand is that marketing is about starting a conversation and it's about finding out what people want. And you want to have that conversation with people who are likely to want the thing that you have. So uh, this blueprint will share with you the six T's that you need to uh, create a plan that turns your networking into a marketing arm for your business.
1: Absolutely. Love that. Absolutely. Love that. We're going to put the link up here for you guys. Connectors.com
2: forward slash blueprint.
1: Beautiful. So, if somebody was really learning how to start building these connections and really start building, and and you know, one thing that we hear a lot of are people people get a little scared to talk to people to to really ask ask not only for uh, the ability to connect with them, but even get scared to start the conversation. What would you say to, to somebody trying to get over that fear of talking to people and the fear of actually building their networks and building their relationships?
2: So, there are two things I'm going to give an esoteric thing, like a Perfect. mindset thing, and then I'm going to give a practical tool. Okay. Love it. Love it. So, the mindset is why, when you're afraid, you have an armored front yeah. and a weak back. Oh. You have an armored front. And a week back. What it is is you're you're worried about what they're gonna think about you. And you know what? The whole time they're talking to you, they're not thinking about you. They're too busy thinking about them. That's what Tom always says. <laughs> but here's the big one. And 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 I and look, this is because I am in Spanish, the word is vaquetona. What is the worst thing that's going to happen to me if I talk to a stranger? Okay, if I talk to a stranger in a networking event in a public place, right, they will be they will say something despicable. Maybe they'll make me uncomfortable. Maybe they'll try to sell me, sell me something. Uh, Right. Like what? Nobody is going to, like, grab a pickaxe and stab you at a networking event because you talk to them. Like it's not, it is not a matter of life or like physical life or death. It is a matter of something that happened to you. Like as a child where you talk to something and something traumatic happened. So my advice on that one is like, go get some internal family systems, help and get like work it, work through that. So that's the mindset advice. Okay. It's not about you and nothing bad is going to happen. And I work with a coach. I love him so much. He's I'll say I'll I will make a blanket statement like everybody wears blue glasses and he'll say prove it to which I cuss him out. And then he says, no, seriously, design me an experiment that you can go out and do for the next 14 days before I see you again and prove it. Come back to me with evidence, real evidence and prove it.
0: All right, let's take a break. break. (laughs) This is Tom Chenault. This is Virginia. This is Elizabeth Larson. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show on the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Anderson, for keeping us on all these years. We love you with all of our heart. Thank you, Tom Shelfield, for letting me butcher the time clock today. We'll be right back. Okay, we're here, man. That's Doug Stare, Stacy's here, Jenny Bellinger's here, April Brum is here, Adrian's driving across the, street, the country with my beautiful daughter-in-law and those three great children. Life is completely good and then it gets better. We've got one short segment on the other side of this and yeah. uh, we're so excited, so here we go. Well,
1: I think one thing that, you know, Virginia, what we were talking about is that fear and getting over that fear. We, we were actually having a conversation about that earlier where it's like swimming. You can't get over the fear unless you do get into the water. And so one of the things is to actually just start talking to people. But I love the way you talk about that of, you know, they're not going to bite you. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're not going to get an ice pick or anything like that. I mean, and but really, that fear is so real in people it is i mean fear is not fear you know we we hear all the platitudes
2: false evidence appearing real you know uh what is it like forget everything and run or face everything and whatever like, i don't know it, all of that's like platitudes what you really have to do is, is ask yourself what am i really afraid of design a quick experiment go try it out say like is this true yeah is this true right and susan jeffers said you're not a jeff you're not afraid what you're afraid of is that you're not you're not good enough to, or not enough to handle the outcome not enough to handle the consequences i assure you you really are i mean even if somebody spit on you you are capable of being like that's gross you're a pig right like it's not it's not it's not that big of a deal so that's one two part of the reason that we get we get fearful is something's coming i'm not ready right okay? that's a scott conwayism something's coming i'm not ready Well, the next question is, how do I get ready? So the tool that I love recommending to people, and Tom, I know this person is a good friend of yours, he's gotta be Bob Berg. Bob Berg has a PDF out there with 10 great, bad, you know what, (laughs) you know, just really kicking, Questions that you can ask. Now, you don't memorize all 10 and like bombard people with all the questions. Right. Just pick one or two to open the conversation. And then listen, really listen to what people have to say because they don't care what you have to say. But listen to what they have to say and practice saying this. Oh, it's really interesting that you love playing hockey. Tell me more. Right. Oh, it's really interesting that you love helping seniors navigate Medicare. Tell me more. It's super easy to have a conversation because you don't really have to invent everything.
1: The extroverts will take care of it for you. You know what? You just hit the nail on the head because that's exactly what Tom talks about. Tom, you always talk about how you are a closet introvert and how the power is in asking questions. Tell us a little bit more about that.
0: I am like a wallflower. And I know that everybody's favorite topic is themselves. And the entire key to the whole game is being interested, not interesting, not have it look like an interrogation, but a conversation. And then ask smart questions. Remember the answers to the smart questions. Document the answers. And then come back with a rotation and remember, and remind them of something profound they did or said or their children. And you own those relationships forever. And that's all I've ever done all my life is hid behind that coffee shop interview. And the rest is history. That's how I did it. It's so true. I mean, I'm, I'm
1: living proof of it. He did this with me for two years, and that's how I ended up here.
0: Yeah. And I
1: will
2: also tell you that one of the great so like extroverts, you're asking questions that extroverts have no problem answering. The, que- right. the questions that you're asking are really from an introvert's perspective, right? So yeah. if you're an introvert, take a wing chick, take a wingman, take somebody who's like, hey, let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. Ask a couple of good questions. Prep a good story. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, you know how da, 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 I helped Dallas, blah, 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 blah. So that's what I do. Now tell me, but enough about me. This is my greatest one. All you introverts. But enough about me. Tell me more about you, that hockey thing you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So you memorize your one little thing. They ask you what you do. You say, well, you know how there are these kinds of people who, well, I helped a client of mine do X. But let's, I don't want to talk about me. Let's talk about you. Tell me about that hockey thing.
1: Absolutely love that. Absolutely Absolutely
2: love that. Extroverts have a totally different problem, and that's what contact mapping helps out with. <laughs> the follow up. Extroverts have a hard time listening because we're always yeah. thinking about the next thing that's going to come out of our mouth, mm-hmm. and oftentimes we're literally thinking like, "Don't blurt, don't blurt, don't blurt." Right. The, the conversation in my head most of the time is, yeah. "Don't blurt, don't blurt, don't blurt," and then we're not listening. So right. we have a harder time with that, um, and we have to learn the skill of tell me more. I'm going to repeat that back. Did I get that right? Right. Hey, so what I heard you, what I heard you say, Elizabeth is this, did I, did I, did I hear you correctly? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I was terrible at this. I mean, honestly, when I first came to Contact Mapping, I was not great at networking. I was not great at all these things. I was great at helping people do what they needed to do and setting goals and getting what the results that they wanted. But I was never good at the conversations until I got with Tom and Adrian. And thankfully, through that coffee shop interview, it it broke my social anxiety. It broke my fear. And so I think you know, for anybody who has fear out there, really, really, I hope you will dive into Virginia's um, free offer that she's got for you that will give you, start giving the steps to start building these amazing relationships. And as you heard, she she has such a creative way of doing this that most people are not thinking about. And so really, I hope you do this. Go to masterconnectors.com forward slash blueprint. And when you go there, look at her in the blue dress, because let me tell you, it was an incredible picture. <laughs>
2: What a really good photographer. I really
0: yeah, love that guy was. No, you're better looking on camera than you are in that photo. So don't you even think that. But you guys, Tom. thank you for listening today. She is incredible. She brought the rain. We're going to stick around for a couple more minutes. So we're not going off the air yet. We're just going off the AM radio. Thanks, Ted Anderson. We love you. Thanks, Tom Sheffield. We'll see you all next week. Okay. We're still live for a couple more minutes, man. You are awesome. And your deepest tip to these people is probably the same thing I say all the time, which is treat people like human beings, not prospects, throw your agenda out the window and make your agenda, their agenda and life gets a thousand percent better. You're not scared. And the more that you document and you're coming back and reminding them of their greatness, the easier it is to have them want to buy something from you versus you have to sell it to them. Correct, Virginia?
2: Yeah. I want to share this one thing. So I say this, this, this is another one of my canned routines. So, you know, some people are like, Oh, Virginia, you're so smart. I'm like, no, I just say the same thing over and over and over again. So this is, this is one of my canned (laughs) ones. Okay. So the, um, The idea that you want to have is this. If I'm talking to Elizabeth, Elizabeth has 99 problems, but she's only going to solve one. Today, she's only going to solve one. The one that's plaguing her, the one that's keeping her up at night, et cetera. Now, she might want more referrals, but it might be number seven on the list because right now, that girl needs tires on her car. She was driving in today, she had a flat, she kept stopping and putting air in the tire, and all she's thinking about is tire, flat tire, flat tire. Right? So when I say to her, Elizabeth, what's your biggest problem today? And she goes, oh, my God, I am stressing out tire, la, la, la. And I say, Elizabeth, I know a guy. I'll call him. He'll come over, change the tire for you. You don't have to worry about this for the rest of your day. When you get ready to go home tonight, you're going to have a tire on your car. Right? I just had a 100% close rate on that conversation. Somebody made money and somebody's problem got solved. When you have a referral nexus, when you have... A, a working system think of like a beehive right you have a working system where you've got everybody knows their role and everybody's doing their job for you you can have a 100 close ratio because you know they're doing the same thing so when they're talking with somebody when jenny bellinger's talking to somebody right. and she knows fundamentally that what she has is not is maybe their third problem what they need is my thing first she just calls me up and says i got one for you here i do the same thing right? Right? And so when you have a 100% close ratio, what that means is you're going to close three or four out of 10 and you're going to refer, you know, five or six closed deals to a partner and they should be doing the same thing for you. Yeah. So everyone you meet, and I learned that at Sylvan because people would come in and test And I'd be like, your kid is not going to survive that You need to go to granny down the street that will hold his hand and like tap him on the hand with a ruler. That's his not for here. And my boss used to get so frustrated because I would send people away. And I said, do you understand everyone comes to me first? Oh, your kid's struggling? Go to Virginia. She'll tell you where to go. There you go. I got 100% of the prospects before everyone else did. I kept the good ones and I sent the ones away that would be better served by someone else.
0: Yeah, I don't understand how important. we've lived our life without you. Yeah. You are amazing. And, Go ahead. Yeah.
1: And, well, I was just going to say, Tom, the, the thing that was so incredible, Virginia, what you just said is literally if you if you have this mindset that you have a 100% close rate because you're either going to help them find what they need or you have what they need, that's got to change your mindset in all of your business and everything else and your level of confidence and everything, right? That's it. It
2: does because it does because when in your mindset you're you're successful 100 of the time,
1: yeah.
2: Then what? It's just how you define success. I define right. success as you got your number one problem met. You know why? Because right. when you when we solve that one, you'll bring me the second one. Wow, I got that one solved. Do you have anybody who can help me with number two? How about with number three? How about with number four? Can I work with you?
1: Yes. How do you do that? Can I work with you? Love this. Love this. Absolutely yep. perfect. Tom, I, I all right, Virginia, thank you for bringing this. for
0: coming on, man. We love you. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Thank all you. Right, Tom we'll Chenault, I want,
2: I want to interview you on the Business by Referral podcast, my friend.
0: Anytime you want. You really want Adrian, but we'll both come. So we love you. No, I you. want you.
2: I've already, I've already interviewed Adrian.
0: Okay. Well, then what the heck you want me for? But no problem at all. I'm in. UPS, all right. so. I love you. All right. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love all of you. Make sure. Let me get over here. I'm sorry. I'm so slow on all her banners, but go get the free prize. There it is. Masterconnectors.com forward slash blueprint or referral forward slash report. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you are great. And we got the websites on the radio too. So that'll be going out all over the world. We got you and we love you and thank you. Thank you thanks
1: so Tom much, Virginia. Thanks, Elizabeth. You're amazing. Thanks, Bellinger.
2: I know she's going to give me. We have a little nod, and it's it's yeah, welcome. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear that.
1: <laughs> yes. Up, yes. yes. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. We love you all. See you tomorrow on DBA. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.